You know, I was thinking the best thing about having a podcast is conversing and meeting listeners, meeting musicians that you never thought you would, and discovering new music. I got to tell you, at 50 years old, finding a new band that is creeping up on being in the top 10 of all time for me, who knew that some band that you've never heard of in Sweden is going to land on that list. So we're talking all things heat on G-U-R, growing up rock. Crank it up.
Oh, yes. The heat is on. Holy shit. 50 years old. God damn it, you're old, son. Uh, never going to be as old as you, baby. You are always winning that race. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Welcome to the first day of the summer solace. How do you say that? Uh, I don't know. I'll have the computer say it. Steven, that was just plain awful. It's solstice. Repeat after me, solstice. Yesterday, as people are listening to this episode, Saturday the 20th was actually the first day of summer 2020. So I figured what better to do than a heat top 10 episode. Now, we probably got a lot of listeners that are going, what the hell's heat? But if anybody's been listening to us talk for like the past three months, four months, certainly we've mentioned and played a lot of heat on our episodes, right? Yeah, we're going to complete the brainwashing today. So if you have not given Heat a chance and you couldn't find it on Spotify or you didn't want to find it on Apple Music or you didn't want to download their songs or you couldn't find them on YouTube, we're going to play some songs for you today to get you interested. Yeah, so that brings me to a question because people that are typing in Heat and not getting anything, what is the deal with the periods behind each letter as if it's an acronym? I've never seen an actual what Heat stands for, so I just assumed it's Heat. Why do they put dots after each letter? My guess is maybe somebody had Heat without the dots copyrighted. Maybe. Right? That's the only thing I can think of because it's not those guys' initials. It doesn't work out that way. No, either that or they just thought it looked cool like the umlauts on uh, Motley Crue or Motorhead. What do you think? Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't know. But if you're typing in just heat, H-E-A-T, you might not get it. So you have to either type in heat the band or H period, E period, A period, T period, and it'll usually come up. But you definitely got to get yourself familiar with this band, and hopefully today's episode will send you well on your way to understanding why Sonny and I are both so excited about this band. But before we get too deep into the history of Heat and our top 10, you know we got to get into this. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. I've discovered a couple of new sites on Facebook. There are some really great Facebook pages out there that are really, really good about keeping up with new rock and roll. And one of the pages that I like quite a bit, and you know, some pages are just there to have people talk. I mean, Grown Up Rock has the loud minority Facebook page where we talk about the podcast, we talk about new music, but there are other pages out there that really, really promote new bands in terms of playing videos and having the people that belong to the group voting on videos and things like that. And there's this one Facebook group called the New Wave of Hair Metal, I think is the name of the page, but they're really good about playing all these great new videos from all these great bands, and you vote on each video, and they move those videos up in the rankings. 
but there's a new band that's been getting a whole lot of love out there that's about to put out a new album on Frontiers Records. The name of the band is called Bloody Heels, and the name of the new album is called Ignite the Sky. So check out this single from the upcoming record called Ignite the Sky. So I had never heard of these guys, heard this song the other day. It was good. I want to hear the rest of the album. There's times where 
I'll hear a song and I'm like, man, that rest of the album must be great. I got to listen to all their old stuff, blah, blah, blah. They didn't exactly do that with this song for me, but they got me interested enough to check out the rest of the album. Yeah, I think I'm in the same exact place you are. They get a lot of love on the pages. They're a European band. They've been around since 2012. And since then, the band's released an EP called Summer Nights in 2014 and an LP called Through Mystery in 2017. The lineup consists of four guys, Vicky White, it's a dude, not a chick, on uh, vocals, Harry Rivers on guitar, Tommy Everett on bass, and Gus Hawk on drums. These guys look straight out of the 80s hairband era. They look really, really, you know, just a bunch of pretty dudes with big hair. Nothing really flashy. I wouldn't say glam. They're just wearing, you know, decent clothes and all that stuff. But their sound is a little bit heavier. Like the songs I've heard are somewhere in the vein of the first Skid Row record. A little bit more poppy sound to them. Bloody Heels on Frontiers Record. New album coming called At Night the Sky. Let us know what you thought of that tune. All right, so this episode is focusing all on heat. And I thought before we get into the band's history and their singer, let's talk a little bit about how we discovered the band and what our experience is with the band. So I think Sonny and my journey with Heat is pretty similar. I started hearing about Heat and digging into their catalog probably a month, maybe two months before the Monsters of Rock cruise this year because they were set to play the cruise. And I'd heard a lot of buzz around the band and heard good things. So I want to check out the catalog. Upon first digging into their catalog, they had stuff I liked and stuff that I thought was a little bit too keyboard heavy for me personally. Good melodic pop oriented rock and roll, but I liked the stuff where it was a little bit more guitar heavy. So they had stuff that I dismissed and stuff that I loved. And that was my first experience with it. I decided beforehand that they were going to be a must-see band for me on the boat because A, they were from Sweden. B, they were a band I knew I would never see in the States, most likely. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, part of Monsters of Rock Cruise is us getting to see bands that we have very little opportunity to see in the States. And the only way that you're going to see these bands is if they end up on some big tour in the States, which is little to no chance these days, or you go over to one of these festivals in Europe and catch them. Sure enough, they had two nights scheduled. The first night was in one of the smaller clubs on the Monsters of Rock cruise, and the second one was on the pool stage, and we caught both shows. And Sonny, I'll let you talk about it a little bit because then we can share our personal experiences at those shows. Yeah, so for me, very similar. Don't know these guys at all. Was getting into Eclipse big time because they were on the ship the year prior. And so, you know, I look at the Monsters of Rock list. Usually what I do is I go, well, let me go check out some of this music to see who they are and see if any of these new bands, I want to at least go check them out. At times I'll check them out for three minutes. At times I'll stay for the whole show. I try not to look at any YouTube clips because that usually turns me off. So I just go straight into the music. First song I heard was Point of No Return. And I'm like, oh my God, these guys are cool. So then I start just flipping through the songs 
and I was amazed one song after the other. It totally my bang zone. I didn't even realize they had two different singers. And I'm like, man, I can really get in this music. And then I started getting worried because there's a lot of backing vocals on this stuff. I'm like, oh my God, are these guys going to suck live? Are they going to be able to pull off what is on this tape live as Eclipse did? Because I thought Eclipse did a great job pulling it off. And I remember thinking probably three or four months before we went and saw them on Monsters of Rock, if they can pull this off live, this will be one of my new favorite bands. And I'll tell you right now, spoiler I like this band better than Eclipse. They definitely did it for me. And let's talk a little bit about the shows. That first show in the club was outstanding. Uh, just stuff I had never seen before. The stage presence is incredible. And I remember thinking when we got done with that show, I'm like, I don't even realize if they did all the backing vocals because there was so much other stuff to keep you busy that you don't even realize I'm like, what songs did they do? Wait a second. How many songs did they do? That hour went by in just a flash. And then we saw the pool stage show, which I thought was just as good. Uh, I thought the club show was better just because it was easier to do some of the things that Eric wanted to do. But the pool stage show was great too. Ran into Eric the next day, took a picture with him, shook his hand and said, I will tell you, you are the second best frontman I have ever seen. And before he said thank you, he said, well, can I ask you who your first is? And I said, it's Prince. And he goes, okay, I'll, I can handle that. And moved on. I think if I would have said Paul Stanley, maybe he would argue with me. I don't know. But <laughs> it he was really cool to talk to. Talk to him about five minutes. That was it. But uh, great shows. Yeah, so my story is definitely a little bit different. So I should mention that Heat first came to me on a Spotify playlist, Bastard of Society was the song. And it was off the recently released Great Unknown at the time. So that was the first time I'd heard Heat. And I fell in love with that particular song. But that was literally probably about a year before the Monsters of Rock cruise and before I knew they were going to be on the cruise and all that stuff. So all I'm saying is that I was aware of the band. I just didn't know much about them at the time. And I dug that tune a lot. And it stayed on one of my playlists for like, I don't know how long. But anyway, back to the shows. The first show they played in the club to me was the best show I've seen in probably 10 years or more. The energy in that room, I should mention the club is one of the smaller clubs on the ship. It was probably, I don't know, maybe it holds, what, 500 people, Sonny? Is that about right? Uh, you could probably shoehorn 700. Didn't we see Queensryche in there? And it was pretty packed that one time. So you could probably shoehorn 700, yeah. It has stadium seating on both sides and then a floor down the middle of the stage. And so, yeah, five to 700, whatever. But uh, we saw them at seven o'clock on an evening, whatever evening that was. And we got there a little early. Jen, my wife, sat up in the stands. Sonny sat with her. And I said, you know what? I'm going to experience this band. If the buzz is right, I want to experience this band firsthand with all the energy. So I'm going to put aside the fact that I'm 53 years old and out of shape and just go down there and get in it. So I went down in there. There were a few friends that I knew, a few people that I knew that were hanging out, and I got into talking to them. I knew they were Heat fans because I'd met them on the boards and stuff. And 
I too, like Sonny, didn't watch any of the YouTube videos, so I really had no idea about what I was going to see. I just basically knew the music. And even that, I wouldn't say that I was a huge fan of all the music because I didn't know every song. I hadn't spent that much time with it. But the energy in that room was electric before they even started. So they go to start this show and they play the Glenn Fry song that you heard at the beginning of this show, The Heat Is On. I thought, oh, well, that's kind of funny. That's kind of quirky. I get it. I put two and two together pretty quick and I got it right away. Uh, and then the house lights go down and they launch into Bastard of Society for the first song. And from the minute that thing went off and the band launches into the song, it was nonstop energy, not only from the stage and the band, but the crowd. I mean, I was bouncing up and down. And what I'll do is I've got a personal video that I haven't shared with anybody but friends on my phone. What I'll do is upload that to our Facebook page so you can kind of go and check it out. But it's shot from my perspective while this is going on, the jumping around. Because at one point in time, well, I think at several points in time, Eric comes off the stage and gets in the crowd. And that's part of the charm of he really wants to be part of the audience. And he makes you feel like you're a part of the show. And it was nonstop, like Sonny said, an hour that went by no time. When that show was over in an hour, I felt really almost cheated that there wasn't more. <laughs> I hate to say it, but but I wanted more. I just remember walking out of that place. I went up and I met Sonny and Jen as, they, as we were walking out and filing out with the people. And I remember just hearing, I saw a lot of jaws dropped. I saw a lot of people just shaking their heads in disbelief of what they had seen. I heard nothing but just like all these incredible comments. Nobody was like, Oh, that was awful. <laughs> it was none of that. It was just, uh, it was an amazing experience for me. To Sonny's point, the pool show was equally great, just not as much energy from the standpoint of it wasn't in a confined room. So you couldn't feel the heat and the energy of the crowd in a smaller room. That's all. Sound-wise and show-wise, it was all equally as good. That's it. That was a lot, but I needed to get that off my chest. I feel exercised. <laughs> I have exercised the demons. This house is clear. So, as we mentioned before, Heat's a Swedish hard rock band that was formed in the uplands. Vasby, which I think is just a part of Sweden, they call Helsinki, I think, their uh, home base. They were formed in 2007, and the band Heat basically consists of two former bands. So Jonah T., who's the keyboard player, Dave DeLone, who's the guitar player, and Kenny Lecremo, he's the original singer. They were in a band called Dream, and they got together with another band called Trading Fate, which had Don Crash, the current drummer in Heat, Jimmy J, who's the current bass player in Heat, and Eric Rivers, who I think is the second guitar player. So both those bands merged. Obviously, Kenny, uh, the original singer who was on the first two albums, is no longer there, and they bring in a guy named Eric Gronwall. 
the band's heavy sound is strongly influenced by past melodic rock groups such as Whitesnake. I would also say there's definitely parts of Bon Jovi and Queen in there. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about Eric? Yeah, so all the guys are uber talented. I will tell you that right out of the gate. And I'll also tell you, I'll say this again later, David DeLone, the guitar player, could pretty much play anything you tell him to play. These guys are no jokers when it comes to musicianship. But Eric's stage presence as being the front man is amazing. And this guy's story, he auditioned for Swedish Idol when he was 17, but didn't get to the finals. So he turns 20, comes back, and makes an impression on the judges because he did Skid Row's 18 in Life and just absolutely killed a vocal. So then he goes, gets on Idol, Swedish Idol, does Kiss Shout It Out Loud during the show, does Iron Maid Run to the Hills, Queen, the show must go on, and ends up winning Swedish Idol in 2010. So then just like American Idol, um, you know, you get a recording contract. So he goes out there, puts out a single called Higher, which goes to number one in Sweden. Week later, puts his first album out, self-titled. And it had some of the songs from the Idol shows, a couple of new songs. That album goes number one in Sweden and goes platinum. Starts working on his second album that got released in 2010. And so basically these two albums were released almost back to back. And the lead single from that album, which is called Crash and Burn, uh, was released in April of that year. And the album, Somewhere Between a Rock and a Hard Place, had songs written by Joey Tempest from Europe, Paul Stanley, obviously, and a couple of folks that are big in the Europe music scene. So he's looking for a new singer. They go find this guy. I will tell you, Kenny, their former singer, is no slouch, but Eric has a higher tone and can hit some notes that either Kenny wasn't trying to hit or maybe couldn't hit, and I cannot imagine that Kenny's stage presence was anything like Eric's stage presence that show that we're talking about the pool stage, there was a point in time where the music's just kind of going and he's crowd surfed, jumped into the swimming pool, swam with a couple of people, crowd surfed back into the crowd, walked up and put all his stuff back on. And like he went down to his underwear, jumped in the pool, put his jeans back on. I mean, the guy's nuts. The guy's literally nuts. And he's going to get hurt at some point, but the guy weighs about 93 pounds so uh, he can do a lot, even though he's 32 years old. But incredible frontman, and I'm telling you, this band live, if you are listening to me and you have any chance to see Heat live, do not miss it. I got to add this. So I was looking at Kenny, the original singer. I wanted to see what he was like on stage because I wanted to be able to compare heat in the past and heat in the future. And I was able to find a couple of like TV shows that they had done. And Sonny's right. Kenny is no slouch. Kenny's an incredible singer. He reminds me a lot of at least look wise, like uh, Todd Latore, a couple of things that I saw. But some people had posted on a YouTube video, oh, Kenny is such an amazing singer. I wish Kenny was back in the band. I don't like the new singer, Eric. And it wasn't necessarily being negative. I'm assuming that these are original Heat fans that were there from the beginning. And so they like what they're familiar with. And one of the comments was, and I understood their point. 
I don't, I don't agree with it, but I understand their point. Their point was the band got heavier. I really like the AOR melodic rock sound that he had on the first two albums. Kenny has a amazing voice. And with Eric, things have gotten heavier and things have gotten busier. And there's too much going on. So I understood their point. It made sense to me what they were saying. I don't happen to agree with it, but I understand it. So I thought it was an interesting perspective from somebody that was there from the beginning. Because like Sonny and I said, we're not there from the beginning. For us, heat is Eric, right? We came into heat with Eric. Uh, hell, Sonny told you, and I admit the same, I didn't even know there was another singer. I had no idea until I started researching the band. So I thought that was all great points that they put in. The other thing I'll tell you is that after that first show in the studio, I had run into Eric on one of the concourses and I had a similar, a similar experience like Sonny did where I looked him in the face and I said, Hey man, that was an amazing show but you got your work cut out for you because you're playing the pool stage tomorrow night. And that's not going to be the same type situation as you had in the club. And, you know, are you going to be able to pull off the same thing in a wide open thing like that on a pool stage? He looked me straight in the eye. He smiled and he said, challenge accepted. In perfect English, by the way. <laughs> so I thought that was fun. I thought it was cool. Both my experiences when I met Eric and the rest of the band were all very good experiences. Everybody was really entertaining and really cool to talk to. So I just want to share that real quick. Well, I listened to all six albums front to back several times. Uh, and I've been listening to it now for months now. I will tell you there's two albums one with Eric on it and one with Kenny on it that I maybe like two songs. Really? But then the other four, I almost like all the songs. Wow. We are further apart than we thought, which is interesting, but I kind of sense that maybe depending on which Sonny I got, you could go either way. So it'll be interesting to hear. Sonny and I didn't share our top 10 because I wanted it to be a surprise because I would say there's probably two, three songs for sure that are going to appear on both of our lists that I'm almost 100% sure Sonny loves. So we'll see where those end up. But like most of the people that have ever listened to Sonny and I talk, you know that you're not going to get a whole lot of ballads with me. It's just not my thing. So that's where this is going to roll. Yeah, this will be interesting. All right, so start with your uh, 1098. So as we always put the disclaimer in with any top 10 we do, this is no exception. These are my top 10 at this very point in time. There are probably four or five songs that will always be on my top 10 heat uh, list, but there are definitely four or five songs that I could switch out with four or five other songs at any point in time. My number 10 is off the newest album, Heat 2, which is the song Rise. I think it's a poignant song at this point in time with everything that's going on. But again, one of the things that my list is going to have in common is that a lot of this list, if not all of my list, 
is songs that they played live on Monsters of Rock. And they were very impactful for me live. And in fact, Rise is one that I hadn't heard the studio recording before I heard it live, which is a little unusual. So I heard it live first, and I absolutely love it. It's a stadium gang vocal type thing, and I just I thought it was fantastic live. That's my number 10.
number nine is definitely one of those songs that switched in and out on my list quite a bit. Uh, and I wasn't sure where number nine was going to end up, but it is off of the first album with Eric, and that is Better Off Alone off the Address the Nation album. Uh, I think the song is great. The thing with most of the Heat songs and what does it for me is they have a really good mix of keyboard and guitar so that the keyboard is not so out front that it drowns out the guitar and the guitar has a little bit of that edge. So I really love that. And they do a great job at mixing that kind of stuff in. And so better off alone off of address the nation, Eric's first album with the band. Fantastic song. Got a great hook in it. My number eight is what I think they use to close out their show. It's a little bit of different. It's not all balls out. It starts kind of slow and builds. And I love Shot of Redemption. That's my number eight. So I had 27 songs that could have made my top 10. And two out of those three could have made my top 10. So it was tough to go from 27 to 10 songs. I will tell you that right now. So my bottom five probably can change uh, on any day, but my top five probably won't change. So my number 10 is a song called Who Will Stop the Rain. It's off of 2010's Freedom Rock, and it's actually Kenny doing the vocal here. Power pop at its best. I think it would have been a charting hit and a radio staple, depending on if it would have been released in the right decade. It's got a great guitar solo that fits the song, has a little Spanish flavor guitar in there too, and Kenny does a really, really nice vocal. So check out Who Will Stop the Rain off of Freedom Rock.
My number nine is the only song that I like off of an album called Into the Great Unknown, which was released in 2017. It does have Eric as a lead singer, but there is something about that album that just does not resonate with me. And most of the songs were okay, but they didn't knock me dead. But this one did, and it's called Bastard of Society, the song that you mentioned. Great chorus, song kicks your ass. It's got Def Leppard all over it. That breakdown before the guitar solo is totally awesome. You're going to hear Foreigner, Def Leppard, Europe, Hall of Notes, Buck Cherry, Deep Purple. You're just going to hear so many different kinds of styles in my list because the band has that. So Bastard Society was number nine for me. And number eight for me is off of Address the Nation uh, released in 2012. And it's a song called Heartbreaker. And it is very Def Leppard hysteria, plus a little bit of like L.A. Guns sleaze in the vocal. And I'm telling you, when you hear the O-O-O's, it is catchy as hell. And it's got a little bit of foreigner in it. And it just it's a, just a pure melodic rock gem. It is hard not to be humming it later on in the day. So it's a song called Heartbreaker. That was my 1098. What do you think? All great songs. Heartbreaker just missed my list. So one of the things I'll tell you, I think that you're going to hear this particular theme throughout this episode, which is there are some songs, some songs not even on my list, which I'll mention at some point, that would have been ridiculously huge hits in 85, 87. I mean, Bon Jovi size hits. I'm telling you right now, some of the hooks and courses, these guys went to the school of Desmond Child. I guarantee you on some of these songs because some of these hooks are massive. It's interesting that you mentioned Into the Great Unknown. So Into the Great Unknown, I think was their experimental album. It's different than Address the Nation, than Tearing Down the Walls, and for sure way different than Heat 2, the latest album. Generally, what I get from people that were Heat fans before me is they don't necessarily love this album uh, because it does have a lot of experimental stuff on it. Bastard of Society is not one of those experimental songs. That's pretty straight up Heat, but there is some definite different stuff on there. Let me, let me ask you this question, Sonny is bastard of society. Is that the only song from into the great unknown on your list? It's the only song I like. See, if you would have listened, no, you would have heard it's the uh, only song I liked on the album. You know, I've got a little bit of brain damage and a glass of wine a in little me bit? at this point. And so listen, I would expect you to be a little bit more passionate about your partner and give me a little bit of leeway. Please. Can I ask for that? No. <laughs> listen better. You're not really listening to me, are you? Uh-huh. I mean, I could say anything right now, like, you're a complete tool. Mm-hmm. So my seven is the first song that probably most people might have heard Eric on for Heat, and that is the kickoff track to Address the Nation, Breaking the Silence. I like this song. I don't love this song. This song at the beginning has a little bit of Lay Your Hands on Me, Bon Jovi feel to it. So I'm betting it doesn't rank high on Sonny's list at all. But I do like the song. I think it's a good song. And it drives and it gives me a great course. So I dig that tune. 
Number six is probably one of the more poppy heat songs, but for whatever reason, I can't stop loving this song. (laughs) And it's the only one that Kenny and the earlier heat records is on. They do it live still today. And Eric mentioned this is one of his favorite songs to do live, even though he didn't sing on this song or the record. And that's Beg, Beg, Beg. This song, for some reason, reminds me of like a Pointer Sisters song. Do you understand at all where I'm coming from with that? Yeah, because it's part punk and part this uh, weird kind of R&B vibe. So it's, uh, it's just so poppy. That's what the issue is. It's just so poppy, but it still has the guitar and it's catchy as fuck. I don't know any other way to say it. I loved it live. I love it on record. My wife loves it. It's just a fun song. So Beg, Beg, Beg off of Freedom Rock is at number six for me. At number five comes off the new album. I cannot roll my windows down and put open my sunroof on a summer day and not turn this thing up to about 20 and not love Dangerous Ground. Dangerous Ground kicks so much ass. That's my number five off the latest Heat 2 record. And that is my seven, six, and five. All three of those had a shot at my top 10. So my number seven, it's off of the latest Heat record, Heat 2, and it's a song called Come Clean. And just awesome lyrics, great chorus. It reminds me a little bit of Heyday Europe. Uh, The keyboard lick is cool. Eric's vocal phrasing is just got enough pain in it, just enough love in it. The lyrical content, you could have made it a ballad, but instead they decided to make it a rocker, which I think makes the song even better. So Come Clean is my number seven. My number six, oh my God, dude, off of Tearing Down the Walls in 2014, straight ahead rocker, vocal melody's got a punk flavor. It's called Inferno. And man, the energy on this song is ridiculous. And I love it that the music stops when he's singing the verses and the lyrics are so cool. It sounds so 80s that I just want to kind of go back to that world.
my number five you actually already mentioned is Breaking the Silence. Because I actually like that. Hey, hey, it's totally Bon Jovi, Def Leppard. Love it. And it's Eric's first song on the first album that introduces him. And like 40 seconds in, you go, oh, Kenny who? Like they did a great job. It just right out of the gate, just let him go. So it's a great song. So that was my number five. I'm a little surprised you like that tune for that very reason, because I know you're not a fan of Lay Your Hands on Me. And so that's why I kind of said, well, I doubt you like this either, because it's kind of got that same vibe. Cool. Again, fantastic list. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K dot com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. We just want to take this time out to thank everybody that's been on board with the show from the beginning. Anybody that has come on along the way, we appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for telling people about us. Please share with anybody you know that loves rock and roll because that's what we're all about is just trying to raise the awareness for great rock and roll music. That's it. Nothing more than that. You can always help us out. Sonny, tell people how they can help us out. Uh, Best way is leave a review somewhere, right? Uh, iTunes is probably best. Uh, You can leave us reviews on Podchaser. There's tons of places to leave us a review. But we don't actually get a ton of reviews, but we get a ton of shares and retweets, which we love. Uh, But the reviews actually help us kind of get out to the masses and People sometimes check you out just because of the reviews, because I do that a lot with some of the podcasts that I listen to. So that's how you can help us best. Yeah, it's just like an Amazon review. If you got a widget, you buy the one that has five stars. So (laughs) listen to the podcast with five stars when it comes to rock and roll music, and that's the Grown Up Rock Podcast. You guys, I've said this a million times, come on over to the Loud Minority Facebook group It's a private Facebook group specifically for the podcast. Ask to join. We'll let you join in and you can get in and on conversation. We get ideas for new upcoming episodes off that group. We have conversations that we take part in. I share new bands, things like that. You know, there's a thousand Facebook groups out there, but hopefully we'll be doing some cool things over the upcoming months. So come on over and join the loud minority Facebook group for Grown Up Rock. And that's it. So let's get back into the Heat Top 10. So it's time for my four, three, and two. Wow, we're already down to four, three, two. Time flies when you're having fun talking about kick-ass music. My number four is off the Tear Down the Walls album, and it is a little ditty that I like to call Emergency. I absolutely love this song. It just, again, I can't say it enough. They're so great at coming out of the gate and kicking your ass. But then right before they get to that course, they have like a a bridge or pre-course that is really hooky. And this is no exception to that. I love Emergency. That's my number four. Number three, off the same exact album. You heard it on Sonny's list a little bit earlier. I cannot say enough good shit about Inferno. And Inferno Live 
is awesome. I love the line in Inferno when he screams out, who the fuck are you? You know, that, I mean, that's so like rock and roll. I just, I love it. It was so great live uh, and so just killer, killer riff, killer hooks. Just love that song, Inferno off Tear Down the Walls. And number two, uh, I told you about it a little bit earlier. It was on Sonny's list a little bit earlier. And that is the first song that I ever heard by Heat off The Great Unknown. The only song off that record for me on my list, Bastard of Society. It's what they opened up both shows on the Monsters of Rock cruise with. I can't think of any better opener. It totally kicks your ass. Love it. Bastard of Society. Plus, that's just a kick-ass title.
Okay, so all three of those had a shot to make my top 27, and some of those did. So my number four is Dangerous Ground. And just kind of you said, you know, there's this energy around the song. This thing, like NASCAR, should get this song and it be kind of their theme for 2021 or whatever. Because it's got part Buck Cherry, part Deep Purple, that gritty riff. God, that song just, it gets my heart like pumping. Uh, It's so awesome. My number three, which I figure no way would make your list, and it hasn't yet, and I doubt it's your number one, but it's off Address the Nation from 2012, and it's very Hall and & Oates, and got saxophone, and got a great vocal melody, and mid-tempo, and there's this line where it says, gotta fight just to stay alive with this great backing vocals, and there's a sax and a guitar solo that's kind of dueling itself. It's a song called In and Out of Trouble, and it's, I just can't stop humming it. And for a person that grew up in the MTV time frame, Hall and & Oates and songs like that were all over MTV, and this thing would have been a huge hit in the mid-80s on the pop chart. So just incredible song, In and Out of Trouble. And then my number two, you actually mentioned it earlier, is Rise from Heat 2. And again, just like you said, anthemic, arena rock. I love the starting lyric, I've decided to be forever free of your lies. And they've also got this Desmond Child, Holly Knight, Diane Warren trick of one note that creates a hook. So like at at 142, after he says the first line in the second verse, it's just one note. And it's just, there's a hook because everybody's hitting the note. And it totally draws you into, what the hell are they doing that's different than everybody else? And that's what it is. They just know how to kind of put those little things in. And I can imagine the original Heat fans that love that AOR don't like stuff like this. Because it's just like the Bruce Dickinson Iron Maiden fans that, you know, the Paul Diano guys are like, ah, that guy's too opera. It became too prog. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. It's not as punk as it used to be. It's the same thing. But, man, that song Rise is really awesome. So it's my number two. Young bands take notice. Sonny <laughs> has drilled it down to the minute in which you can write a hit song with just one note. so so yeah i mean listen all of those are great choices it's interesting that you mention in and out of trouble so do you remember them playing this live i think they did play it live didn't they so he must have played the sax on the keyboard so they did play this live on both sets it's on the set list and i'll go through the set list at the end of our top 10 here for the monsters of rock just so you can have something to kind of compare it to but they did play it live i don't remember this song i love this song when it first starts out you're gonna be like uh what the hell is this because it is definitely doesn't sound like keyed at the beginning it for sure has the saxophone at the beginning. And let me tell you what that sax line reminds me of. It reminds me of the Glenn Fry tune, Something Night. It was a Glenn Fry tune around the same time as The Heat Is On, but I can't remember the name of it, but it had this sax line at the beginning of the song, and it's very similar to In and Out of Trouble. 
I would have to hear them side by side. But the song, you know, if they did play it live, my guess is it was a little bit heavier live in terms of like guitar and the mix and everything. But yeah, it's a good tune. I get why you like it so much. So here we go to my number one. I can't say enough good stuff about the Heat albums, but I'm going to be upfront and honest with telling people right now. Heat 2, and I don't know why it's even called Heat 2, but Heat 2, which is this latest album that they released in February, is an incredible album from start to finish. I love this album. By far, my favorite Heat record, period, end of story. If this record doesn't end up in my top five at the end of the year, I'll be crazy surprised, like seriously surprised if it doesn't end up at least in my top five. But my number one comes off of that record. It's a song they did live. It's a song I can't stop humming. It's a song I can't stop singing. It's a song both me and my wife uh, love, which means that it has great appeal because Yeah, my wife doesn't like rock and roll. But anyway, (laughs) that is the song One by One off of Heat 2. Absolutely love that song. So that's my number one.
Yeah, that one just missed my list. It was uh, number 12 on my list. Okay, so my number one. Here's how the first verse goes. I think I'll have myself a heart attack if that's the only way to bring you back. I've had a little, but I need some more. I feel the hunger burning from the core. And then it goes to a chorus that is one of the best choruses I've ever heard in my life. And I want to sing it when I'm listening to it. And I can't sing it like Eric does because the guy's in the stratosphere with his voice. And the song's called Emergency. This song has quickly become a can't live without uh, song for me. It's part Bon Jovi, part Firehouse, part LA Guns, just like you said. And even in the last 40 seconds of the song, they actually change the vocal melody and it totally works. And it's got a perfect guitar solo. This song, I would say Emergency and One by One, both number one songs are worth a listen if you're not willing to give any other heat song a listen. These two are definitely worth eight minutes of your life because my top 10 total is 41 minutes long. So these guys don't waste much time.
if you can't find music in this episode that we played for you from Heat that you like, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you just like Metallica and Pantera. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, in terms of melodic, hooky rock, and where Heat succeeds to me that a lot of bands that are coming out uh, right now or that have been around in terms of melodic AOR rock, where they succeed that other bands are failing is, for me personally, and this is just me, I can't deal with bands that have good melodic rock songs, but they bury the guitar in the mix. It bugs me. I'm a guitar guy. I have to hear guitar. I have to hear distorted guitar. If I don't, I check out. And Heat does a really good job of combining and mixing keyboards and guitar. And I can't stress that enough because I've heard a lot of people talk about these other melodic bands. There's a ton of them. It's not that I think they're bad bands. I think they're really good bands, and I think they have some great material, but they're burying the guitar in the mix of the album, and the keyboards are too heavy for me personally. That's just my opinion. That's just my personal preference. That's it. I like a good mix. I don't like it when the keyboard's not loud enough, but if it's going to be loud, it's got to be doing something, and Jonah is actually doing something which makes it interesting instead of, uh, you know, kind of burying the guitar, just like you said. The production on, man, the latest album is unbelievable. I yeah. don't know who the hell's producing all this stuff, but uh, it sounds great. We've made no bones about it. The Swedes have got some great rock and roll coming out these days. And really, in all different genres, uh, you have stuff like Heat and Eclipse that are in that melodic hard rock genre but then you have other stuff that's coming out is just uh different things i mean i've heard some different things that are heavier and some different things that are different more modern rock but it all just really sounds good these days so they're doing some right things over there in the nordic regions for sure do you want me to share the two set lists from the monsters of rock cruise real quick yeah go for it so on the first night which was that club gig that we saw as I said, they opened up with Bastard of Society. They went from Bastard of Society to One by One, from One by One into Dangerous Ground, from Dangerous Ground into Emergency. So right there, you got four songs that ought to put you on your ass. They go from Emergency to In and Out of Trouble, In and Out of Trouble to Breaking the Silence, Breaking the Silence to Beg, 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 uh, with Whole lot of Rosie interlude, intertwined with Beg, Beg, Beg. Then they go on to Living on the Run, Rise, Come Clean, Inferno, Tear Down the Walls, and they end with Shot of Redemption. So that's your club gig. It says that the set list was the exact same on the pool stage, but honestly, I think I remember one song being different. I don't remember what that was, but... I seem to think they didn't play In and Out of Trouble in the club, and they did play it on the pool stage. That's generally what I remember. I don't remember Rise in the club, but I do remember on a pool stage. So I don't know, but that's generally what it is. So basically the same thing. Great set. Definitely. And I'll tell you the other songs that just missed my top 10. You know, you talk about One by One, Living on the Run was one. Enemy and Me off of Turn Down the Walls. 
And then there is two absolutely outstanding ballads. One's more of a power ballad and one is a ballad ballad. The power ballad is Heaven Must Have Won an Angel, which is on Heat 2. But the ballad, and both of these are Eric's voice, so by the time you're hearing this, you've heard six or seven songs that Eric is basically belting. And to hear all the nights and have him come down to ballad-esque, you know what, we might just cut in a little bit right here since I'm doing the edit. I love ballads. I really, really love ballads.
But just like I said, he's got a great voice. And 1988, with Eric's looks, that song, All the Nights, is huge. Number one, no doubt. So a few songs that just missed my list. It's all about tonight. I can't stop singing that chorus off the Address the Nation record. I love It's All About Tonight. Enemy in Me, just like Sonny mentioned, love that song. Off the very first Heat record with Kenny, the original singer, I love Late Night Lady. I think that's a great tune. Those missed my list. Heartbreaker missed my list. I love Need Her off Address the Nation. Also missed my list. So that's just a handful of songs that I absolutely love and think are great songs. Now, earlier in the episode, I mentioned a song that wasn't on my list. It wasn't on your list either. And I consider it actually sort of a power ballad. But there is no way in hell anybody can convince me that this song alongside Bon Jovi in 85, 86, 87 would not have been a huge hit. And that is the title track, Tearing Down the Walls. That song... I listened to that today, and I was like, holy shit, this song is fantastic. Do you know that song at all? Oh, yeah. It just missed my list. It was like number 16 on my list. Yeah. Do you agree with my synopsis? Yeah. I mean, they got a bunch of songs like that. There's 80s kind of mixed in all over in this thing. It's just that we just got to get people to find <laughs> this band, and that's why we were yeah. doing the episode. Yeah. Do you like Mannequin Show? It's okay. I like stuff like cast away and i can't look the other way and stay i like that kind of stuff a little bit better i like mannequin show that's another one that just missed my list obviously it's had an impact on two people and more so the different thing for me is that generally i know a band on album before i see them live so not a ton of bands influence me live first before i know them on album and with Heat, even though I had gone through their material before the cruise, I was, you know, I mean, I was casual. It wasn't that ingrained in me before I saw them live. So when I saw them live, it influenced me to go dig myself deeper into the material. And um, I haven't had a band that has had this kind of an impact or made me feel this way since I was a kid. I mean, I'm just being honest. That's the way I feel about this band. You know, I know it's all opinionated and I know some people listen to this and be like, yeah, I don't get what the big deal is. And maybe somebody that's just hearing the music and not having seen them live. But I can tell you, even though the feeling won't be the exact same, that's the thing most people don't talk about is that, you know, you can watch YouTube videos and you can watch live concerts, but it'll never give you the feeling of actually being there. You can go and get an idea if you go watch Sweden Rock or whatever. They have live concerts out there that are very good and you can get an idea what we're talking about in terms of the energy. But having taken it in firsthand, this is one band that I could actually see myself traveling to go see. I liked it that much. Hopefully you guys will dig this band as much as Sonny and I. You wanted the best, but you got the best. The hottest band in the world. Kiss! 
It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. So for the historic moment, hey, Eric got a shot to work with Paul Stanley. What can you say? On the show, like we talked about, he did a version of Shout It Out Loud. So here you go. So I took a listen to this earlier today. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't like it as much as the original, but, you know, it does an okay job. It sounded a little bit watered down to me. It's idle, dude. It can't be yeah. rock. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Never mind. I withdraw my statement. You are correct, sir. <laughs> yeah. All right. So good episode. Definitely a band that people should check out. If you like Eclipse, there's no reason you're not going to like Heat. I could tell you that right now. I don't see that happening either. They're uh, they're different bands, but they're the same band. They're in that same vein. You know, this was one of the few bands, I guess we sort of did it with Eclipse, and we're doing it with Heat. Most of the top 10 things we've done have either been with really huge bands or classic huge bands. 
we don't really spotlight newer, and I call them newer, even though they're, it's not like they're brand new band type bands, but Heat is definitely a band that warranted that from us. We've been talking about doing this episode since Monsters of Rock, so I'm glad that we finally got to do it, man. Kudos. This made me feel good. I'm super happy to bring this to people. Want to thank everybody for all of your support, all your comments. Thanks for engaging with us on all the social media. Yeah, thanks again, everybody. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. We do this for the love of music and nothing else. So thanks so much. See ya. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.